Have you ever wanted to meet other virtual assistants? Have you ever wondered if there were any in your city? Have you ever wanted to have brunch with them? The Virtual Assistants Brunch is a virtual community of women building successful virtual assistant businesses while finding the best places to brunch in and around your city. Come sit at the table with us as we share our stories, personal experiences, and learn how other virtual assistants are creating and living a fabulous lifestyle. Okay, let's brunch. Welcome to the VAB Live, Sandy. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having this interview with me. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I am a online business manager and consultant with um, my business, Carter Evans Services, um, where we support service-based businesses in streamlining, automating, and delegating your way to a more profitable and productive business. I am a mom of three, ranging from 19 down to eight, and um, a self-proclaimed cupcake connoisseur living in Atlanta um, after moving here from Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, so how long have you been doing what you're doing? Um, I started uh, this business in 2012, um, and I started it out as a virtual um, document preparation service. I am a paralegal um, by profession and have been um, have been preparing legal documents for about, mm, I guess, about six or seven years at that time, and kind of was feeling like I was hitting a ceiling without going to law school um you know my i was the managing paralegal at the office but my um managing partner basically told me well if you're not going to be a lawyer you kind of hit the ceiling so you need to go to law school which i did try at the time um and i went for a little bit but it just was not the time it was bad at that point for me to do it. Um, but I also realized that the money that I was making there was not where I wanted to be. So I started preparing um, legal documents for people that couldn't afford attorneys or who just chose to represent themselves. So I was doing bankruptcy petitions, I was doing name changes, divorce petitions. Um, and it just grew like it, it was the more that I advertised and kind of put it out there with family and friends and on social media, um, people just started inquiring about other services and asking me could I do other things. And they were things that I knew how to do, so I started doing them and then it just kind of blossomed into a full-blown virtual assistant business at that time. That's awesome. So what are some challenges that you found when you started your business? Um, the main thing, the, the, one of the major challenges that I, I found when um, I started was that people did not understand what a virtual assistant was. Um, and it was kind of like I was out and I was getting out of my introverted shell and going to networking events and chamber meetings and things like that. And I would introduce myself and, and they would ask, well, you know, uh, 
what do you what do you do and I'm like I'm a virtual assistant and they give you like the deer and headlights look and just like mm-hmm. oh, okay and just smile yes. <laughs> like a smile and nod um or they would flat out just ask so like all right so what do you do what does that mean you know and so that was one of the biggest challenges was exact was explaining um what it is that a virtual assistant is, what it is that a virtual assistant does and does not do, um, and kind of understanding that myself. Because starting out, you want your business to be successful. You want it to grow. So it's like, even if it's not in your wheelhouse, it's like, well, they are going to pay me to do it. So I'll do it um, when it really was not something that fit into um, into my business so you know what a virtual assistant was was hard and understanding my power of saying no um and 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 being okay with that so that I understood that it it might lose some money right now in this moment but sticking to you know my niche sticking to what it is that I do is where the business actually grows. And that was a very hard lesson to learn because in the beginning, I just wanted to do all the things, like all of them. I totally agree. I, I'm i right there with you because I started as um, a legal secretary in a law firm. I had the same experience. You know, it was either get a promotion or do something else, find another job. Instead of finding another job, I decided to go ahead and start my own business. And then starting the business, you realize you want it to grow. What are some of the things that you implemented to make sure that your business was growing? Um, One of the things that I really had to do was put some systems in place because when I started in 2012, I was, still working my nine to five. So I was in the dualpreneur world. And um, that meant that I had to work on things at odd hours, but I did not want my clients to think that I was not there for them. I did not want my marketing to look like I was running a side hustle. So I absolutely had to put some systems and some some automation in place. And another big thing was actually organizing um, my business and creating some actual procedures. It's it's really easy when you work by yourself to to not have any procedures in place because it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know what needs to be done. But um, as you grow and, and, and try and bring on team members and things like that, it is virtually impossible to do so if you don't have anything written down as to how things are run in your business unless you're just going to sit and handhold all day which kind of defeats the purpose and outside of that too um not having a, a written procedure not having a standard process in doing things mm-hmm. uh just it decreases your productivity even though you think that you have it all in your head if you actually have a process um, mapped out for how you do things it makes all the difference in the world because you're doing it the same way 
um, repetitively over and over and over again, whether you're doing it or whether somebody else is doing it, it should run like a well-oiled machine and, mm-hmm. and it avoids you having to sit down and think about, okay, well, what do I need to do next? What needs to be done? And I'm glad you brought the, you brought that up because I want to talk about automation in a few minutes, but explain to people, what does it mean to scale your business? Scaling your business means, okay, well, everything is net. I, I've been running the business. I have some clients. I'm ready to go to the next level. But that also means a big part of that is taking yourself out mm-hmm. of the business and focusing on the growth of the business and not being the employee in your business. So scaling your business means creating some diversity in it. It means creating um, or generating income without so much physical activity and effort. So for example, um, as a virtual assistant, you're doing all of these tasks for your client. When you're ready to scale that business, you kind of have to step back because you are maxed out basically on time. So you, I mean, it's only for so many clients that you can support on your own. So when you get ready to scale, that's when you start to take a step back from things and you start to say, it's time for me to delegate some tasks. It's time for me to start building a team. It's it's time for me to start um, creating uh, uh, things that, or, or creating sources of income or services that I don't have to physically be at my desk to provide them, whether that be a course or whether that be a digital product or whatever it is, it's allowing your profits to grow while you take yourself out of the day-to-day. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. And with helping your business grow and trying to automate the process, it's important to create workflows. Tell us a little bit about what is a workflow. Okay, a workflow is super easy. People get intimidated when they hear the word workflow. But a workflow is basically the process in which you are doing something in your business. So for example, um, the way that you onboard new clients. Mm -hmm. It's the process that you go through to onboard those clients. And once you sit and and that's where you having an op, having an operating procedure comes into place because if you have a procedure that you do every single time that you onboard a client, then that's a workflow that you can create within a system and you can automate parts of that so that every time you sign a contract or every time that lead says yes to you, some things should happen. And it should be the same things every time. So it's the way in which your work flows in that, in that instance, you know. So, you know, if, if it comes down to, okay, I did a, a, a discovery call and they said, okay, yeah, I want to know more. So then the proposal went out and then you did a follow-up on that proposal. So they accepted it. And then the invoice went out. And now it's time for you to have that onboarding meeting with them so that you can get a clear vision and start mapping out that project. That is a workflow. The pieces of it um, uh, are what you can automate so that you create a streamlined workflow um, and make that process run efficiently without you physically 
having to touch it every single time. Okay, so you can automate your client onboarding process. What other things can you automate in your business? Um, it's so much that you can automate, but the major things um, that you want to look at when you're automating are those repetitive, repetitive tasks mm -hmm. that you do on a daily basis. So scheduling appointments. Scheduling takes so much time. I mean, especially if you are um, doing it via email, you're, you're corresponding with somebody via email or even, you know, DM and social media mm -hmm. or whatever. You're, you're trying to propose the time and it's like, okay, well, I'm available Friday at three. And it's like, oh, let me look. I got, I got something Friday at three. What about Tuesday at two? And before you know it, you spent 15 minutes trying to schedule one appointment. Exactly. That's an automated task that you can say when somebody says, I'd love to have a meeting with you. I'd love to learn more about your business. You send them a quick link and it gives access to your calendar. They know exactly what times you have available. It's no, you know, back and forth. And they can mm -hmm. look at their calendar and schedule it at their convenience. So that's a major one. Um, social media is another good thing um, that I encourage be automated. And, you know, it is kind of controversial just because of all the different algorithms. But scheduling social media is not a bad thing if you do it properly. Um, you can schedule out. I have right now a whole month worth of posts scheduled out on, um, on my social media platform. But mm -hmm. it doesn't stop me from also engaging on a regular basis, you know, live and in real time. But what it does do is when I'm busy, when I'm, you know, having dinner with my kids or whether I'm, um, you know, at a speaking event or whatever the case may be, I don't have to stop and say, oh, wait, let me take a quick picture and post so that my engagement stays up, so that my visibility stays there, I automatically have something that's going out so that my audience can see things so that I'm still providing um, valuable content to them, whether I'm doing it live or whether it's scheduled. So you put out you know, that scheduled content and then you can actually live your life and then capture the moments that you want to capture and then go ahead and post those live. So you have the best of both worlds. So social media is another thing um, that I say is an, an awesome thing to automate. And then um, the third thing is bookkeeping. Like invoicing should never be done in 2020. We're in a whole new decade. Like you should not mm -hmm. be manually sending out invoices. Um, and waiting for payments and things like that. That's definitely something that should be automated. Um, we live in a world of, of auto pay, of recurring payments, mm -hmm. you know, just like you set your, your, your cable bill or your credit card to take out that payment every single month on whatever day it is. Um, you should be setting your clients up the same way. If you have clients on retainer, it should be no reason that you're waiting on a payment because that's something that's easily automated. You know, they can sign up. Yeah, they can sign up, you know, and pick a date. I, I let my clients pick from three different dates. You can pick from any three, but I know on one of those three dates, that pay, that payment is going to automatically process. And if for some reason a card expires or a payment is declined, guess what? I had an automated email that's coming out going, your payment is, is not mm -hmm. working. Uh, and update 
you know, your credit card information. And that, that, that just is something that it, it saves time. Um, it saves money because you're not waiting on payments to come in, yes. you're not waiting on checks to come in the mail. I mean, unless you're working with large corporate clients, there's no reason you should be working for waiting for a check to come in the mail, you know, in, in this day and age, it should be an automated process where as soon as your client says yes, you should be able to click a button and that invoice go out. Um, or even better, as soon as they say yes to that proposal, that invoice is, is attached and they can go ahead and pay that invoice right there online. Totally agree. I agree with everything you said. <laughs> and I say it all the time to virtual assistants, you know, you should be automating as much as possible as you can. And you mentioned some really good ways and things to do to automate your business. But just to go over it again, um, you can automate client onboarding, mm -hmm. scheduling, social media, and your bookkeeping. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how much time do you think or estimate that you save time automating these processes? Um, I, my, I've seen putting these processes into place for myself as well as my clients. I've seen um, my productivity increase double. I, I've doubled my, my productivity in automating um, a whole lot of my business because it allows me to spend more time um, out networking. Or when mm -hmm. I was um, working full time, it allowed me to be able to work at my nine to five job and then, you know, come home and I look or on my lunch break, I look and I've got five discovery calls scheduled, mm -hmm. you know, while I was at my job working, you know, people were still able to work with me. They know how to work with me. They know how to pay me. So, I mean, whether I was at my nine to five or literally while I was in the bed sleeping, I'm making money because people are still able to get um, to work with me to get what it is that they need from me um, based on those automated systems. And it has it my first year having things fully automated, I increased um, my profits by 30 percent. Wow, that's good. So how can virtual assistants implement um, these systems in their business? What steps would they take? The first step is to um, make sure that you have those processes and procedures written out, whether you have them written in a million notebooks or if you're like myself and you kind of are more um, on the technical visual side and you you say, okay, well, I like mind maps. My Meister is, is like a lifesaver for me. I like to brain dump and throw things in Asano or in my Meister and more so than I do writing. But put however you do it, put those procedures in place because actually physically seeing them, getting them out of your head, getting them written down, you'll be able to streamline and figure out, okay, well, it takes me a lot a long time to get from step A to step B. Like we could probably cut out three of these steps and improve on that process. Mm -hmm. So getting those processes in place and getting those streamlined is step one to being able to automate things. And then once you have your processes um, mapped out and written out, then figure out those things that you're doing on a regular, on a repetitive basis, those day-to-day -day things that you do the same exact thing over and over and over again. 
um, are probably things that you could be automating. So um, from there, you just pick, you know, pick a system. It's a million of them out there. Um, Dubsado is like a game changer in the virtual assistant world to me. Yes. Um, I've, I, I got it when it first rolled out and I didn't really see it so much as a CRM system um, just because it didn't have all of the features that I was used to in some of the other CRMs that I used. But over the last couple of years, I mean, it is a powerhouse at this point. Mm -hmm. And it does pretty much every piece of automation that you would need in a virtual assistant business. And what it doesn't do, you can, um, you know, they, they've launched some, some awesome integrations with Zapier, which is one of the main things that I use to integrate systems and to build automations for my clients is Zapier. So um, you have to just do your research and figure out the best system for you and your budget mm -hmm. and um, start building it, you know, do one thing at a time. Don't try and automate everything all at one time. Just pick one thing or two things and automate those, test them out, make sure that they're working, they're fully functional, and then just add on from there until you've gotten to where it is that you want to be. These are some really great tips to scale your business and your bank account using systems. And you talk about um, your free I'm sorry, your um, Dubsado, mm -hmm. and you offer a free mini audit for that? Yes, I am offering a free mini audit for any system that you have in place right now. Just to take a, a look at what systems you have in place um, or lack thereof. If you don't have any systems in place and you just say, look, I just need to know where to start. Um, I'm, I'm doing a free mini consult, but to, to take a deep dive into the back end of your system and see exactly what it is um, that you have in place so that we can scale upon that and, and give you some recommendations on other things that you can implement that would um, take that automation to the next level. Okay, so where can we get access to the free mini audit? You can get access to the free mini audit by going to um, my website, CarterEvansServices.com, and clicking on um, the discovery um, consultation. And there's a link there that's going to take you over to our mini audit. Um, and you'll just fill out the form there. And I will take a look and get your systems as profitable as possible. Awesome. We'll also have the link on our website at the VATOOLBOX.COM if you guys want to check that out. How can we get in touch with you online if we need to ask any questions or just reach out to you? Um, I am on Instagram at I am Sandy Evans. Um, it's Sandy with an I, so I am S-A-N-D-I Evans. Um, I'm on Facebook at um, Sandy Evans <laughs> and um, I'm on LinkedIn so I, I'm on every and I'm on Twitter at I am Sandy Evans so I'm on all social media platforms um, Sandy Evans you can follow the business page um, at Carter Evans services and just hit me shoot, shoot a DM or a private message um, I always respond you will get an Autobot 
<laughs> because I have automated that as well. Just letting you know awesome. that I saw your message and I'm getting back to you. Um, but I am respond. I am responsive and I will respond to all messages uh, personally. So if you have questions, if you're not sure how something works, if something broke on the back end and you're like, I don't even know what just happened, but one of my links isn't working, you know, I have no problem engaging and, and taking a look and helping you out and, and just answering questions because that's what it's all about. You know, when I first started out, I was in all the Facebook groups, like just reading comments and asking questions on and, and asking. And there were people that help me help me and do help me. And I'm like, what is going on? And, and they'll just say, shoot me a message. Mm -hmm. And I've had people, you know, answer questions, jump on calls with me. And it's, it, and I want to do the same thing. We're all in this together. Everybody mm -hmm. can win. It's enough out here for all of us. So hit me in the DM. If I have to shoot you a quick loom video to show you how to do it, then that's exactly what I'll do. I'm so glad you said that, that we're all in this together and we all can win. What do you think is the secret to success for virtual systems? Hmm. The secret to success for, is, is first of all, staying on top of the industry um, because there are always new things coming out. It's always a new tool and, or um, a new service, but staying on top of the industry so that you understand what is out there and what it is that your clients need. Um, mm -hmm. And then I would also say um, understanding your worth and not being afraid of what that worth is for you, whatever it may be. Um, you know, we, we kind of get pigeonholed into one set of things and people may say, oh, I want to hire a VA and just think it's all about administrative tasks. Now, if that's what you do, that's awesome. But there are so many other hats that virtualists and skills that virtual assistants have, whether it be, you know, tech support, web design, mm -hmm. graphic design, you know, it's a whole plethora of things, you know, so don't be afraid to just let people know what it is that you provide and be able to say, no, that's not something that I provide just because you're afraid of losing out on that sale. If that's not the service that you offer, let it be, you know, refer somebody else that does offer that and, and, and um, you know, be okay with that. And then I think the third thing that I would definitely say is um, just in order to be successful, make sure that you're always building connections uh, and yeah. collaborations. It's so important, especially in our business, um, referrals are everything. So mm -hmm. deliver, you know, at 100% every time. And if it's something you can't meet, it's a reason that something happened, you know, communication is key. People are, are in a tech world and we understand that people work virtually, but people are still leery of dealing with people that are not in the same city or not in the same state as they are. And it's like, okay, well, did this person just drop off the face of the earth and I never see them again kind of thing. So you just want to make sure that you communicate effectively, that you give your 100% all the time over deliver and make sure that you are um, connecting with people, you know, get out there and actually talk to people and build connections so that 
even if it's not a sale that you close, somebody knows what you do now and you've built that relationship with them so that when they come across someone that does need that service that you provide, guess what? You're the first person that they think of. And, and, and therein, they are hitting you up or that you and somebody else for you to work with. Totally. Thank you so much for coming on the show and providing, providing these wonderful tips for us. You said you're in Atlanta, so I had to I ask. I am in Atlanta. <laughs> what are your favorite brunch spots in Atlanta? At least give me one. Okay, hold on now. Wait a minute, because there, I, <laughs> I love food. Let me tell you, I love, love to eat. So there is an awesome um, brunch spot called Another Broken Egg. Okay. Um, and, and that is in Atlanta. I actually used to host my virtual assistant meetups there when I was um, nice. hosting meetups. And I fell upon, I happened upon them from somebody that I'd met out at a networking event. And um, I asked her, you know, where's a good place? And she recommended them. And oh my goodness, they have the best salmon like ever in the whole wide world. And oh my God, I love salad. salmon. <laughs> This kale salad. Now, it's a brunch spot. It is because they're only open until, I think they close at like 3 p.m. So they're open from like um, 7 a.m. to like 3 p.m. They do breakfast and they do brunch. That is it. But I am stuck on this kale salad with the salmon and it is amazing. Okay. And then um, west of the city, there's a place called Blue Rose Art Bistro. And it's a super cute brunch spot, um, but they also do like um, painting, uh, soup and paints and things like that. So they mm -hmm. have all this art stuff. So the atmosphere is like so dope, but they have this um, blueberry lemonade. Mm. Mm, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> they have this blueberry lemonade and then um, the chef there makes this tomato paste that he puts that you put on like your um your biscuits i don't mm. know what it, what that really? oh my it is everything like wow, i don't know I what it is that. even when i'm like counting counting calories and i'm like okay i need to I, you know i work from home so mm -hmm. the refrigerator the refrigerator is close by so sometimes it's like okay you need to quit so, but even when I'm, wa I'm watching those calories, if I go to Blue Rose and I tell them, okay, well, give me some wheat toast with that tomato paste that you make. Like I can just <laughs> eat that and some egg whites and be so happy. But all that of sounds that delicious. Is it is. So those mm -hmm. are my two favorites. So I am planning a trip to Atlanta. So you have to set up that meetup so we yes. can go brunch. Absolutely. Way. I've been connecting with a lot of virtual assistants from Atlanta, so I definitely want to, you know, set up an a brunch to meet as many people as as possible, as many of you as possible. Yes, that would be absolutely amazing. It's a, it is a whole lot of us here for sure. I've met so many that I did not even know. Like when I started, my, when I started in 2012, I was still living in Baltimore. So when I moved here in um, 2013, it was just like, oh, 
we are all over. We do exist because I was just meeting so many VAs. It was amazing. And it was so good to be able to um, connect with people that are actually in the industry that actually understand what it is that you do and what it is that you go through and be able to, you know, bounce ideas off of one another. So it's, Oh my goodness. That's the, the best feeling ever. And having my first virtual assistant brunch in Orlando, I was able to experience that feeling coming together with other virtual assistants and just talking about our experiences and our stories and our businesses. It was just empowering and so that's why i wanted to start this podcast so that we could share our stories globally and just be able to, to support each other so thank Absolutely. you so much for coming on thank this you show. so thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it um you know i've gotten a chance to listen to the podcast episodes and like we've got some dope people in the industry. So thank yes. you so much for, you know, bringing them out there and, and letting us, letting them give us some lessons. Anytime you want to come back, let me know. <laughs> Will do. Have a great weekend. Have a valueless weekend. You too. Hey, Fabulous Boss Babes, I'd like to invite you guys to the first annual 2020 Vision Slayers Virtual Assistance Conference this year. The event will be held in honor of International Women's Day on March 14, 2020 in Orlando, Florida. I'm looking to collaborate with female entrepreneurs, service-based providers, freelancers, and virtual assistants. We're seeking vendors, bloggers, media, brands, prize and giveaway sponsors, gift bag sponsors, event sponsors, and speakers. You have an amazing opportunity to showcase your products and services. We also have swag bag item placement or virtual sponsorship if you're not available to join us in person. You'll receive a platform to pitch your business in front of an audience of 70 or more women. This event is for vision slayers, women who are seasoned or aspiring virtual assistants and ready to level up and slay their business goals and execute their vision in 2020. Attend and get help and support to build a successful virtual business. If you're interested in our vendor opportunities, please email us at virtualassistancebrunch at gmail.com. If you'd like to attend the event as a guest, Grab your ticket now at bit.ly slash 2020 VA conference or text VABLIFE, the word VABLIFE, to 31996. Come join us. There will be food, music, drinks, speakers and panelists, and activities for us to participate in. Submit your application for vendor or sponsorship at bit.ly slash 2020 VA conference or text the word Bab Life to 31996. You can also text us to get a spot and save your seat. See you at the 2020 Vision Slayers Virtual Assistant Conference on March 14th. That's it for this episode. Share your thoughts. What is your biggest takeaway? What is the part of your life or business you are most ready to change? Share one thing you're putting into action right away. Feel free to let us know how this has helped you. My guests and I would love to hear from you. 
Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review or comment on Apple Podcasts or a voice message if you're listening on the Anchor app. Share this episode with your friends and invite a virtual assistant or boss babe to listen with you. Screenshot this episode, share it with us on social media and tag Virtual Assistance Brunch in your post so we can give you a shout out for listening and taking action. Thanks again to my guests for coming to the show. And as always, stay fabulous.